project resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Please make sure to reference Medical Coding Geek when you place your order. Do you need a specialized recruitment partner to send you only qualified candidates? Do you need interim staff while you conduct a search for a permanent employee? Or are you losing hires to competitors? Renowned Talent recruits experienced HIM, RCM, and CDI professionals using their trusted candidate screening and retention process for health systems and employers around the U.S. Whether you have one or multiple openings that you need to fill ASAP, please visit Renowned Talent. And tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. Again, visit RenownTalent, R-E-N-O-W-N, Talent.com, and tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. Looking for a convenient, cost-effective solution for interventional radiology coding training? Check out Cracking the IR Code, Mastering Interventional Radiology and Cardiology Coding Online Education. Created by interventional radiology coding expert Stacy Buck of RadRx, this comprehensive online training offers access to content for one year, Q&A support available during your one-year enrollment period, hundreds of coding scenarios, and actual operative reports. What are you waiting for? It's time to earn that specialty credential. Go to RadRx for additional testimonials and information, and use our promo code GEEK. 10 for special pricing. Again, go to RadRx and use our promo code GEEK10 for special pricing. The Haugen Consulting Group offers healthcare consulting, education, and auditing services utilizing a team of industry experts specializing in leadership, project management, and assessments for HIM and patient access. Their auditors and educators are experts in facility and professional fee coding and offer education for ICD-10-CM, PCS, CPT, HIM, patient access, and revenue cycle. The Haugen Consulting Group is thrilled to be a partner with MedicalCodingGeek.com and the Not Also Classified podcast. Podcast. Go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop and use promo code GEEK15 at checkout to receive a discount on webinars and desk aids. Again, go to thehaugengroup, H-A-U-G-E-N group.com slash shop and use our promo code GEEK, G-E-E-K-1-5 at checkout. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to Do Not to Not Elsewhere. Not Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Elsewhere Classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not Elsewhere Classified podcast. Today's episode will be another solo episode with yours truly. So let's get to business. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. About 70% of our listeners listen to this podcast with their iPhone. So please pick up your device, go to Apple Podcasts, and go and leave our podcast show a five-star rating and a review. 
You could find us on social media, including Facebook and Instagram. Just check out Not Else or Classified Podcast or Medical Coding Geek. You could also check out our Facebook groups. You can go find all of them by going to medicalcodinggeek.com slash services. From there, you'll find a link to all of our groups for HIM, medical coding, and CDI. While you're on that page, you can definitely reach out to me if you need a speaker for your event. And you could find me. My name is Brian Kui. Last name is spelled C-U-I on LinkedIn. So speaking of LinkedIn, today's presentation, I'm going to share my LinkedIn strategies with you all. Now, I've been wanting to do this for quite some time. I actually created a PowerPoint presentation for this uh, back in September of last year. But I think since then, there have been other professionals in the industry who have provided their LinkedIn strategies, their LinkedIn presentations, their LinkedIn podcasts. And I felt mm, it's not the right time. So I figured this would be the best time to share this with you all. So as I mentioned, there is a PowerPoint presentation that I created for this. And I'm going to give this to you if you go to the Not Elser Classified Community Facebook group. So again, you can go to medicalcodinggeek.com slash services and find our group there. And once you uh, request to join, please make sure, (laughs) please make sure to agree to the group rules. And then from there, I will place it in the file section in the group. And with that PowerPoint presentation, you're more than willing to use it. You can present it. Um, I'm not worried about plagiarism. Just use whatever you need. Uh, All of this is free content for everybody. So with this presentation, I have five objectives uh, to talk about. Number one, your profile. Number two, connecting. Number three, creating. Number four, engaging. And then number five, being a top performer. So let's go ahead and talk about your profile. Now, I'm not going to go into greater detail about creating your profile, but I think what's most important is that you need to have one. You would need a profile picture of yourself, (laughs) not a flower, um, not a drink, not some landscape uh, of yourself. You know, if you're if you're afraid to show yourself, then I don't know why you're using social media in the first place. Once you get your profile straight away, then you can configure your profile information, include your experience, include your skills, include your education. Now, one one tip, I think since I created this presentation, in terms of sharing your experience, share the experience that you want to share on social media. Now, if there is a certain position or or something that you don't need to share necessarily on social media, don't share it. I mean, just because it it gives you the option of sharing your job experience or whatever experience, you don't have to reveal all. I think what's most important is that with your LinkedIn profile, you need to share what's relevant for what your objective is for using LinkedIn. Now, your LinkedIn profile, uh, if you're running a business, as uh, I've talked to many uh, entrepreneurs on this podcast, 
your LinkedIn profile is the to me is the best way of promoting yourself. So if you have a business, if you have a service, I highly suggest you include your business and your experience. Uh, include your website. If you're on social media other than than LinkedIn, promote that. Uh, you know, share your social media handles, including your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And and once you have that set, to me, I think your LinkedIn profile is essentially your digital business card. So whenever I do um, like virtual presentations for APC or if I'm doing a national conference, I'll, I'll make it a point to to put in my LinkedIn profile or promote my LinkedIn profile at the end uh, rather than giving my email, rather than giving my, giving my phone number. I mean, if you really want to connect with me, then you can go to LinkedIn and connect with me there. I mean, not to say that business cards uh, is not important. I mean, if I had a business card, it would be great. Uh, it's uh, a great way of sharing. It's something tangible that the recipient will have. But for most cases, especially if I'm connecting on the fly, uh, I'm going to say, hey, look, you could just check me out on LinkedIn. I'll definitely connect with you there. Now, now I'm not going to spend too much more time on profile because truthfully, your profile really doesn't matter. Uh, I think the the essential idea of creating a profile is really just to have a landing platform to where to where people can find you. I mean, in my experience with using LinkedIn, people will look at your profile, but in the case for for recruiters or if you're looking for a job, they're not going to look at your profile because in the end, when they connect with you, what are they going to ask for? An updated resume. And, and, and in the time that I was trying to find another uh, position, you know, I say, well, I put everything on, on my uh, LinkedIn. I says, well, no, we need an updated uh, resume. So when when they said that, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter what I put in the experience because you're not going to look at it anyways. So that's why I go back to my previous point. I mean, you don't have to put everything. Put put the things that are relevant to you that might get you noticed, but truthfully, they're not really going to look at it. Because, I mean, I, I get messages and connections from, from people not in my industry, um, telling me they're they're a fan <laughs> uh, or they assume that I own a business or uh, I have a billing company and I need their services or I need their software and and when when I get blanket um, templated emails or messages like that uh, really it, it just shows that they have one objective in mind in trying to get a sale or close a deal. So again, your profile is just a landing page. There is a messaging option. There's a connection option. And that's about it. So if you want to just have an, an, an a place where, you know, you don't want to share your phone number, you don't want to share your personal email, then LinkedIn is, is a really good uh, blanket for that, a good platform to use. The goal of your profile is not to draw people to your profile. Provide enough information that will lead to others reaching out to you for more information. So, I mean, I typed that out back in, in September, but um, it makes sense to me. Because whenever I, I post something or um, I create a profile, I'm not going to put everything on there. 
only because, especially with social media, uh, people's attention spans are very short. So it's just a swipe away. And <laughs> if something catches their eye uh, or doesn't, they're just going to move. If they're, if, if, you know, it, it's just a matter of a swipe away. So in, in that swipe, if, if something doesn't catch their eye, they're, they're just going to keep on swiping up and, and move past your profile or move past your message or move past your post. So that's why, again, I say put something that is relevant, that catches the eye of somebody who is looking at your profile. So that way it leads to what I'm going to talk about next, connecting. All right, so let's now talk about connecting with people on LinkedIn. So you have this brand new spanking profile, but you don't know who to connect with. And so your numbers of connections are really low. Now, the number of connections, to me, it doesn't matter. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. So, you know, in the, in the age of social media, we're all worried about who's, how many followers do we have? I mean, I, I just saw somebody who has a million followers and, and producing so many likes. And I think that's not the point. And it's, it's the same thing with, with podcasting. You know, I, I've received emails uh, to, to people that I help out. Says, Boy, my, my podcast is just starting and it's not getting the amount of downloads that I'm expecting. And, and that's okay. Uh, and the idea is not to force the growth. You need to grow your network organically. And the people who listen to you or the people who follow you, those are your, those are those, that's, that's your loyalty. Uh, those are your loyal followers who appreciate the content that you're sharing or, or re- they realize who you are and they want to get to know you much more. So when you grow your network, the idea is to grow it organically. So with the people who send me messages and they force connect me, or they're trying to connect me because they have something they're promoting, they're selling, or they're trying to close on a deal, whatever it may be, um, that's not organic. They have an objective that is not in line with mine. And and the way I use LinkedIn is to essentially promote, but also to connect. And also give the people the opportunity who are interested to me, interested in me to connect with me. So the key word for today is organic. We don't need to have genetically modified connections on LinkedIn. So with that being said, it's not a numbers game in the following uh, section. You don't need to have so many followers. I see people who promote, um, you know, they have such and such amount of followers. That's good. Um, But I think what's most important is out of those followers, how many of them really follow you? Do they follow you just just because, uh, or are they really truly out there to connect with you and they want to uh, get an insight of what your mind is or what content you're sharing. So with that being said, when you grow your network, yes, organically, but number two, you have to connect with the right people on LinkedIn. Now, when you're selecting people who you need to connect with, I mean, yes, connect with people who you know started with your inner circles. That's why they have um, first connections, second connections, third connections, etc. And so the people that you know, and, and I, and I, I have a rule for myself. If I've connected with connected with you uh, through email, through phone number, through a Zoom call in person, 
or if you're a personal friend, if you're a classmate uh, from high school or college, or you've worked with me and a previous employer uh, somehow, some way, you're going to be my first connection. I'm going to automatically allow you in my circle. And then from there, people who try to connect with me, I have a certain criteria. Um, if you're within my industry, if uh, even if you're not in my industry, if you're in my location, and and I I, I seriously look at your profile to see uh, if there's any similarities or if there's a way I connect with can connect with you or you can connect with me, then I'll allow the connection. But if people are connecting with you, and as I mentioned before, they're trying to force connect to try to they're trying to force a connection with you i mean literally you're just giving away a space that could be used for somebody else and so in that case there's no purpose uh, there's no leverage on your side it's more leverage on the other side uh, the person who's trying to connect with you uh, you're simply a placeholder and then you're merely a number to them so if there's no true desire to connect with the person other than just having a quota, then then I have no purpose in connecting with you. So aside from the obvious, the people that you know, the people that you've met, who else do you connect with? Aside from your first connections, if you're trying to now look for people within your industry, I think that's most important. So um, if I read an article, if I listen to a podcast, if I watch a webinar, if I attend a conference, and uh, the content that I receive from them or the message I receive from them is interesting and it resonates with me, then I'm going to look up your LinkedIn profile. So essentially, I'm going to look up for people who I look up to in the industry. And outside of the industry, I will find people who are interesting that I would like to connect with and follow their content. But I think if you're if you if you really want to hack the the LinkedIn game, the LinkedIn numbers game, the LinkedIn connection game. Uh, look for top performers on LinkedIn. These, in my definition of a top performer, they have many followers, but also they create content, and then also they have a high engagement rate in their content. So when I say that. Uh, it means that they create a post, right? And within that post, there's a comment section. And in that comment section, there is, it, I guess, the content that they share, he or she shares, um, I guess, sparks the industry or sparks the community to talk about it further. And so when you have a post with many comments and reactions, that to me has a high engagement rate. And that's important. I'm, I'm going to explain about explain why in a second. But then aside from creating content, that person should also be engaging with other colleagues and on LinkedIn. So the question is, well, how do I do that, Brian? How do I how do I find these top performers? So as I mentioned, you know, look for familiar names in the industry and start from there. Look for authorities in certain subjects like coding clinic or a clinical documentation improvement or a certain clinical guideline. I mean, essentially, if, if you see enough of their content from other people that you're connected with, then those are the people that you need to be connected with. 
right? So I'm gonna give you an example. Uh, let's t- let's go to. I'm I'm gonna throw out a few names that I think are top performers. Uh, one of them being Dr. Cecil Mhoko. Uh, let's see, Erica Brady. Which, by the way, all these names that I'm sharing, they've been on the podcast. Let's see, uh, Sanal Patel. There's Victoria Mole. There's Tony L. Holmes, and also Noel Dale Brown. So those are some names that are people who are active on LinkedIn. So what you should do, and all of those names that, um, that I've mentioned, you should be writing them down just for a case study example. So any of the names that I just listed there, go to their profile. Okay. And then you scroll down and find the activity tab or the activity section. And so with their activity. So what LinkedIn does is that it, it it shares or you can share your activity with other people. If if you choose to do so, you could actually turn it off. But um, for myself and, and anybody that I followed, they've kept it on. And so when I go to their profile, I check out their activity. I check out two things. Number one, what they post. Okay. Oh, and also Glenn Krauss. Glenn Krauss, by the way, <laughs> is also a, a very active um, active person on LinkedIn. So going back, number one, their posts. How many posts do they have? Is it frequent? How frequent is it? Uh, number two, the activity. So when, when I mention activity, that means uh, it shows how engaging they are on LinkedIn. So with activity we're looking for two things or it reports two things uh the amount of likes or reactions now that we have those little emoji things on linkedin but also comments right so when they're commenting and they're engaging you want to be very mindful of who are they uh creating this activity on so then so what it means is that uh their activity meaning that they're they're commenting on somebody else's post. And so the people, your peers, their activity, uh, the the posts that they're reacting to are probably the people that they're looking up to or they're following very closely. And they're following their very closely because of the information that they're sharing. It's really, uh, to me, very close to the industry, uh, really uh, new updated news that you should be following and then you could repeat that process so you follow your peers check out their activity who are they acting on you follow them repeat the process again check out their activity who are they getting their information from and sharing it about and so from there you find out who the top performers are and so you would you you would immediately either write them down or you connect with that person immediately or you know even if you cannot connect with them uh, you can follow them. So you could follow their uh, posts. You can follow their activity, but you cannot necessarily message them. I think that's the only difference between connecting and following. So, uh, you know, I think the point is when you're connecting is where do you find the firsthand information that uh, people are co- that are talking about? Where is the source of information where news comes from? And yes, for example, it could come from um, 
you know, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. But there are people who stand by the feed <laughs> waiting for new information. And as soon as it comes out, it they post it on their profile. So uh, you want to connect with those people who are in tuned with their feed. So with that process of trying to find out who, who is the top follower, essentially you are becoming a top uh, top performer because you're now adding those people uh, and you're connecting with those people if possible and you know um, creating genuine relationships with them. So now I think what's most important is that they connect with you, then there's a certain tie and I'll talk about that in a second. So the next thing, once we have our profile, we start to connect with people. That in itself is a process of its own. Um, I think what's most important is for you to create. Now, early on in my um, in my speaking, I guess, career, <laughs> I guess as a career, uh, when I first started speaking back in uh, 2018 uh, for other chapters aside from the Florida Health Information Management Association, I did a presentation on creating content, and I think that's even up till now is very important, at least in our HIM, CDI, medical coding industry. So on LinkedIn, there's essentially two ways that you can create content. Number one is to create a post, and number two is to write a LinkedIn article. So before I talk about creating, I think what we need to, uh, I need to shed some light on uh, on what other people are doing, right? So uh, what other people do, which we really shouldn't be doing, <laughs> is uh, sharing other people's articles, uh, sharing other people's posts, uh, sharing other people's content, and sharing other people's work. Now, I'm not talking about plagiarism. It's just that it, I, I think when, when what I'm really getting to is that you know you're you're scrolling through LinkedIn, you find something interesting, interesting, and then you press share, and that's it. So essentially, you're just uh, you're just forwarding somebody else's uh, content onto your profile. Now, technically, that's not plagiarism, but there's no uh, what's wrong here? There's no, uh, there's no input coming from you. Like what? What I would want to know is if you're sharing somebody else's information, is why did you find that interesting? I want to know what your perspective is. And so I see a lot of people doing this is where they're sharing, but then no thought, like no insight. Like here's here's what I found, and 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 that's about it. I mean, I'm sure you agree with what the message is, but I want to—I really want to deep dive into why you decided to share that. Uh, what, um, what, uh, what triggered? I guess what inspired you to share it, or what inspired in you, or uh, what's something that you can share that that uh, kind of relates to the information that you're sharing. Now, I do this from time to time, but. Um, when you look at the engagement uh, and you look at um, the the activity with those type of posts, it's going to be low. So, what should you do? What should you do? And and I'm 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 always a um, big promoter of this with uh, especially uh, with the colleagues that I communicate with. 
you should share your own articles. You should share your own posts, like create, essentially create your own post, create your own content, create your own work, right? And, and because it is of your own, you essentially become the authority of information that you're finding and, and you're sharing it. Rather than sharing other people's news, why don't you become the news? Why don't you become the source of content? And, and, and I mean, early on in social media, I used to do that. I did that on Facebook, whatever, Twitter, and uh, thought I could share other people's stuff and, and kind of reap in the benefits of the engagement. Now, here's an, another example. There are people who show like very inspiring videos <laughs> <laughs> of something that's totally unrelated to LinkedIn. And, and that in itself is another topic that I would like to talk about. But um, because it's so inspiring, it, cr it, it creates a lot of likes. It creates a lot of comments. But then when I look at it, I'm like, is this something that you did? Is this something that you created? Is this something that you experienced or you're just sharing? I mean, it really looks suspect when the when the video or the people in the video or the person's profile is nowhere to be found on <laughs> on the video i mean even if they're not in the video there's no credit to them like they created it so essentially what they did is they just ripped it off and they decided to share it just for the likes and comments and that to me is unfortunate because you can see the power of social media especially when you're talking about emotion and motivation etc but I feel if you really want to make it in the LinkedIn, I guess, LinkedIn space, create, create your own stuff. Now, I do a whole presentation on what you should create and et cetera. So I'm not going to go into it, but I'm going to share what I what I share on LinkedIn. And I use the, you know, to create a post it really has to revolve around what I'm doing not essentially what other people are doing. So what do I share? I'll share my podcast episodes. Now, I'm not going to share. I, I, yes, I will share a link, but I, I am very much a visual learner and I'm also a visual educator. So I will put in a, a picture. I'll put in a link to the podcast episode. And then I'll also put a description about my experience in creating that content for people to to review. So the things that I'm trying to, I guess my objective in trying to create a post is to share my thought, my experience at that time of sharing that post, catching the attention with pictures and then with all of that, then funneling that person, the, the person reviewing that information to a specific link that gives more information. So I'm all about sharing partial information and then leading them to a link and then giving them the whole information from there. And that's usually how social media posts are done. So other things that I'll talk about or I'll share on LinkedIn include my podcast episodes but I'll, I'll show, like, I think earlier on, before the podcast episodes, I would kind of give my two cents on clinical documentation improvement or clinical documentation integrity. Specifically, I guess, um, on the 
the need for diversity. Now, early on, uh, I usually I usually tell the story of how uh, I kind of felt um, pigeonholed in the CDI industry because uh, I did not have an RN, and at the time, uh, they were strictly or, or institutions, hospitals, etc., were strictly hiring CDI specialists uh, that were that only had RN degrees or RN licenses and BSN degrees or MSN degrees. So essentially, I, you know, I, um, I went to I went to LinkedIn and started to to vent a little bit. Like if I found something that I guess the word is triggered, if it triggered me to to react, I would write something on LinkedIn, and sometimes my emotion would get into it, and then you could see it, I guess, in the post. And so with that energy, I think that's the idea. If you put energy into your post. People will feel that energy. People will, will relate to that energy. They'll feel that emotion and, and they're drawn to it. Uh, other things that I'll, I'll put into my post, uh, really from a marketing standpoint, I'll share my LinkedIn. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll share my speaking events. Uh, and I've talked about this before uh, in, a, in a previous solo podcast is whenever I do a speaking event, yes, I'll share it. Um, but once I've experienced it, I'll, I'll share a post. Uh, if it was an in-person um, event, um, I'll make it a point to, I guess, pre-COVID area. I would make it a point to uh, meet with the officers that were there at that event. I would take a full picture. And, and with that picture, then I would share. I say, hey, look, I connected with all of these uh, officers for this specific, let's say, AAPC chapter. And I uh, had a great time and I would thank them. And especially if they're on LinkedIn, they'll see it. I'll tag all of them there. And then from there, I'll I'll share other uh, dates uh, that I have coming up that people would be interested in. Now, I followed this model uh, with uh, comedians, comedian uh, comedians with podcasts. So whenever they had an episode before or after they had their a podcast episode, they would uh, share their tour tour dates. They would say, oh, I'm speaking over here. I'm speaking over there. Uh, if you want to find out more, if you want to attend, go to this website, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, I guess a follow-up episode that they would do is they would talk about their experience with uh, that specific tour date or that speaking date. And they would say how fun it was or what specifically happened. And then they would go on to the episode and they would repeat that process again. So if you are uh, looking to speak and have a podcast, I think those that those two things in itself is a great combination. So another thing that I'm planning to create are is video. So as mentioned in the previous solo podcast episode, um, that's something I'm going to be working on. So now let's talk about engaging. And I think people share, people connect, people create, but they don't engage. So when I think of uh, engaging with a person, and by the way, the information I'm going to show you is pre-COVID. So uh, examples of engaging is like scheduling a quick phone call. Uh, scheduling a time to meet, may it be at a conference, may it be at a networking event, um, and if you're or if you're open to it, having a cup of coffee, whatever. 
So when you're engaging, especially on LinkedIn, don't make LinkedIn your only way to connect. LinkedIn should be, I guess, the gateway and the opportunity to connect in person or at least face to face now that we have Zoom. So for people that I connect with, like I request a a, a connection in some form or some way, I'm going to connect with you. And 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 most times it'll be a podcast episode because most of the people that I connect with are nationwide. So, I mean, flying is out of the option now, but uh, the best way of doing all of this now is through Zoom or a virtual phone call, a web webinar, webcam, whatever you have. So my model is has been revolved around LinkedIn. And so most of my podcast episodes are with people who I connected with on LinkedIn. So because of that, I'm creating a, I guess to me, my my circle of connections of people who I've interviewed on LinkedIn. So my advice to people, I mean, if you're if you're going to connect with somebody, you need to have some type of goal to take it, take it to the next level. So, like, for example, um, I had one person send me a survey because of my ethnicity, since I'm Filipino. Uh, I filled out the survey, but my question after that is, is are we going to connect afterwards? Is there going to be a meaningful, somewhat professional relationship uh, after I do whatever that needs to be done? So, with podcasts, it, I, it does a lot. So... Just to give you an idea of what I do with people who are interviewed on the podcast, um, essentially I'm I'm doing a service for them for free. So the people that I link that, that I connect on LinkedIn may be because I found you on LinkedIn, I found you interesting, I found you interesting, or or maybe I found you on a podcast and I I wanted to connect with you, uh, or. Uh, it may be a referral from somebody that I've interviewed or somebody who's listened to the podcast and they want to have them on the podcast. So they send me a referral to connect with them. So for people who, I mean, who want to be on the podcast, I'll reach out to them. Um, I'll let them know what questions that they're going to, re- they're going to receive. And then we record the podcast. And so that connection in at least the hour, I mean, I give you a full hour, maybe one or two hours, depending on what the discussion is. And it's me trying to understand where you come from. And so when the when the podcast is over, I'm offering much more than just the connection. I also give the person a full unedited copy of the interview without the intros and the outros. And if they have a business if they have a service, whatever, or even just a message, um, I'll share that on the podcast. And then from there, I'll share it on my profile. Like here, here's, here's the person that I've met. Here's the person that I've connected with. We had a great conversation and I'm sharing this with you because I've, I've gathered a lot of information that might be beneficial to you. And then I would share it on my profile. So essentially, it's essentially free advertising, free promotion. 
and I've been able to repeat that process, you know, over the past three years and, and, and create a, a, I guess a big, I guess a circle of connections through podcasting. So now you don't need a podcast to essentially, I guess, grow your LinkedIn profile. I mean, you could create something uh, periodically, consistently, uh, that shares what's going on with you in your industry or what your thoughts are on a specific topic or a specific news that's happening. Share it, you know, spruce it up with a picture, share a specific link, share your thoughts, and that's your post. So here's the trick with that. So when you share a post, the, the key is to engage with your post. So hopefully at this time, uh, when you share something and you've connected with many people who are active on LinkedIn, this is where you can become a top performer. So when you create a post, you need to engage in the discussion. So for example, you, you post something. And then a comment comes onto your feed that may have a question, that may have a comment. Post, a, you know, click the reaction. You like it, you love it, you support it. It's insightful. It's you know, it makes you curious. Whatever it may be, just click it, and then comment on it. Respond to that comment. And I think what's been very helpful for me as a podcaster and an interviewer is engaging in discussion, especially on LinkedIn. So if there's a comment, I will either provide a comment, a feedback, maybe a follow-up question and tag that person on it. You know, basically having a mini podcast episode with your with your post. And I'm going to tell you why that's important. So don't just post and then just leave it. You need to create the post. Think though, you know, comment or respond to those that are commenting or to your post. I mean, if you don't have a genuine response, you could say thank you for your comment. You could like that comment. The, the, the objective in doing that is to create activity in your post. So here's, here's the trick. Here's, so all of the stuff that I've talked with you, creating your profile, connecting, creating, engaging, here's, here's how it all works. Here's where, you know, everything comes together in full circle. So this section that I have here is how to become a top performer on LinkedIn. By connecting with the top performers, as I mentioned before, and doing exactly what they're doing. I mean, you could follow what I'm doing. And I think the key word is becoming active in LinkedIn. You can become a LinkedIn top performer. So the first thing that I have here is strategically and organically build your network. So don't just connect with people just because for the sake of connecting with people. Uh, so be selective in who you choose to have in your network. I mean, if, if these are people that, that don't do anything on LinkedIn, they just have a profile on their LinkedIn page. Um, unless they're people that you know, then I wouldn't connect with them. I mean, if you looked at their activity and their posts and there's nothing there, there's no reason for you to connect with that person. And don't worry about how many people they um, they have. I think the key the key thing that you need to look for is if they're active. So, like for example, myself. If you go to my LinkedIn profile, Brian Quee, last name is spelled C U I. So, if you're doing that now and you're not connected to me, just connect with me. So, 
I'm looking at my LinkedIn profile now. Um, I see that I have 3,100 connections. Now, do I connect with all of them? Not necessarily. I think out of those, out of the 3,100, most of them are people who I follow. And then also there's people who follow me. But then there's people who I know and who I truly connect with. And I guess what I've been taught in marketing is that it's usually around 10%. So out of that 3,100, you're talking about maybe 300, 300 people that I truly connect with. So if I had to divide it up into who I need to connect with, I need to connect with people who are in my industry, who are into my industry, who are in my industry in my area. And then, of course, people who have been referred to me and then people that I interview on the podcast. But most importantly, people who are active on LinkedIn. So this is something that you don't have to do first. I mean, this is something that you gradually do as you're becoming active on LinkedIn. So in the meantime, as you're growing strategically and organically building your network, you would also want to create content that promote you and draw people to you. I mean, that's the purpose of LinkedIn, right? That's the purpose of social media, correct? To, to share what you're doing. I think when, when, when your content gets away from who you are, then I think you kind of got lost into what all the social media stuff is happening now. So again, promote yourself and draw people to yourself because of who you are and what you're all about. So here's the next thing. Once you have your people people in place and your content you know, flowing, you want to start engaging or have people that engage on your post. So when you create posts that result in likes and comments, the activity from their engagement from your post will show up on their activity feed. So let me repeat that, I guess, or say it another way. When you create something, right? Somebody who follows you, who likes your content, who comments on your content, that activity from your posts goes to their activity on their profile and goes to their activity on uh, their feed, but also the other people who follow them, their feed as well. So as you're scrolling on LinkedIn, you'll see, for example, uh, a colleague of yours commented on somebody's post. Let's talk about mine, right? So if some if I, if I posted something, and somebody who follows me, I'm gonna throw out a name because I have her, I have her on the screen, <laughs> Erica Brady. All right. So I create a post. Erica goes to my post. She likes my post. Okay. She comments on my post. Well, guess what? If you scroll through LinkedIn and you're connected with Erica or whoever that you're following, you'll see that um, it'll say Erica commented on Brian's post and you'll see my post come up. Now, I may not the follower Erica's follower may not be necessarily connected to me, but they're able to see my post. So I don't necessarily have to follow a lot of people. I just need to have the right people in place to follow me because if they're active on LinkedIn, they like what I do. They like what I share. It goes to their feed. It Then it goes to other people's feeds. So it creates this, uh, 
I hate to say it, kind of like a pyramid effect <laughs> uh, of, inf- of um, a feed that goes to other people. So you're sharing content with people who you're not necessarily connected with, but they may be interested. So as a result of that, I do get connections from people in the industry that I may not know, but I'm guessing that they're connecting with me because of my content. So if you're if you're engaging yourself and if their followers are engaging, then it's it's really a big win for you. Because you're not just sharing people with people who follow you, but you're also sharing with people who follow them. So if that connection or if your follower, your connection is a top performer, is very active with many engaging followers, and I think that's the key, is that you want to, you yourself, you're active in LinkedIn. You should be connecting with other active people on LinkedIn. And if this process continues down the line, you're going to be connected to a bigger network, a very active network of, I guess the activity is, is, is knowledge sharing. So if that connection is a top performer with many engaging followers, their followers will see the activity and engagement of your post. And you don't necessarily have to be connected with them. And if followers like your content, their followers will also see the activity and your content. So like there's no, like I may not be connected first group, second group, third group. It could be somebody totally unrelated, but still in the industry and and they'll see my post. Surprisingly, I went to a conference (laughs) and um, I see the person um, liking my post and commenting on my post. But then we're not, I, I found that, you know, we were, we were, we actually found each other on, you know, in person on a conference and we tried to send each other a message. And then we just realized that we were never connected on LinkedIn, but we were connected through engagement. So this is a very good testament that you don't necessarily have to have high numbers of followers. You, you really need to have a far reach with your content. So with that being said, I'm just going to wrap it up. I mean, once you've done all of that. You've created a profile, connect, you create content, you engage, you connect again, you create, and then you engage again. You just repeat that process over and over and again to the point that you become a top performer on LinkedIn. So hopefully that helps you out. If you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoyed the podcast, please go to Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. Again, I'm going to post this uh, PowerPoint presentation on the face, not elsewhere classified Facebook group. So if you want that PowerPoint presentation, I'm going to send you to medicalcodinggeek.com services. You check the, the link for the groups, the Facebook groups. And then you join the Not Else or Classified Facebook group and make sure you kind of fill out the questions and agree to the group rules. From there, I will place it in the file section. And of course, if you have any questions, you could connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is Brian Kui. Last name is spelled C-U-I. Thank you for listening. MedicalCodingGeek.com